Hey everyone, it's Nelly here. How are you doing? Today we are joined, oh it's a special one, we're joined by the one and only producer Faye. Yes, Faye Younger is back for sloppy seconds and boy do we get into it. We talk about blending families, how do you tell the kids you're dating, how do you introduce them to new partners and possibly even kids, when do you introduce them? We also talk about breakups but of a different kind how the hell do you break up with friends? Those partings are just as necessary and can be more frequent than romantic ones, but we don't have a script for it. So we get into that. We talk trauma bonding. What is it? How to spot it? And then we take a wild listener call on coming, pun intended, into your own in middle age, a 40 something mum who has started dating and discovered she's a squirter, having the best sex of her life on a pile of towels. I'm here for it. A beautiful and hilarious episode with my bestie and the producer of this podcast, the fabulous Faye. This podcast was recorded in the council area known as Maribyrnong in Melbourne. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. A couple of quick things. One, your listener calls are the best. Chuck out the rest. If you have a question, comment or story to share with me, please go to nellythomas.com and follow the links or there's a link in the show notes. I promise it's super easy and I will get to your call eventually. I hope you'll take a chance and send me a message and you just might hear it on an upcoming episode. Last but not least, you know the drill. This is a sex, dating and relationships podcast for adults. If you don't like swearing, it's really going to give you the shit. So off you fuck. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yes, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view, dear Nelly. There's a lot to explore, dear Nelly. When you're 40 or more, dear Nelly. So I'm hoping we can talk it through. Boomer. You're a boomer. <laughs> fuck off, boomer. <laughs> Every time I hear the word fuck off, boomer, all I can hear is your kid. I know. <laughs> I'm such an excellent mother. All right. Welcome to Dear Nelly, Sex, Relationships and Dating from the Other Side of 40. 40. Huge news. Huge. 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 Bitch is back. 
<laughs> for sloppy seconds. Well, it's sort of sloppy seconds. Yeah. We are joined today by producer Faye, Faye Younger. Hello, darling. Hello, Miles. Oh, yeah. So you did the pilot. <laughs> I you did. You were the OG. <laughs> you were the experimental force. I did. I landed that fucker too. You- <laughs> With no guidance whatsoever. No. <laughs> Nobody in the aisles doing this with their hands. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, my love. How are you? Well, you've had a fall. I did. Oh, I'm getting to the age where I'm having falls. I know. Fuck me. You're very spry. <laughs> <laughs> so you did that classic YouTube fail video yeah. where you slipped full on down some stairs. Yeah. Whacked. Thought my, you'd broken your neck. Yeah, I really did. Literally. Yeah, literally. No bullshit. And for those who don't know, <laughs> Faye, you probably wouldn't know this, but you have a high percentage of a degree in medicine. Yes. So you're a nightmare patient because you know nightmare. most of it. Yes. So you're out of it telling the Ambos <laughs> three sets, I think, in the end. Yeah. Telling them what's going on. Yes, yes. Diagnosing myself and correcting them and <laughs> refusing pain relief and Jeez demanding. Louise. Oh, fuck, it was a nightmare. You're the only comedian I know on earth who'd refuse pain relief. Uh, right? What have you got? Can oh, I take any home? I know. And yeah. I love fentanyl. Yeah. <laughs> Fentanyl's the reason I had a second baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But it makes you vom. Yeah, everything, everything makes me chuck. And that's not hot. I would rather be in pain than, than have nausea and vomiting for three days. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because oh. especially in your case, long story short, you actually didn't break your back but you have broken your ribs. Yes, I've busted some ribs again. You do not want to be <laughs> vomiting when you've got busted no, ribs. No, Yeah, I didn't want to aspirate Yes, while I was on my back and, and mm. get shit in my lungs and then because my yeah. lung anatomy is not great. Yeah. Due to other reasons, and oh, this is such a classic old lady chat. I've got I some know. gout. <laughs> so, as you well know, for sloppy seconds, we turn the tables, and you, dear beautiful Faye, get to ask Ma a question. <laughs> so, what would you like to talk about? Well, there's two things actually. One thing that I'm interested in is, um, and I think a lot of the listeners will resonate with yeah. it as well. When you're blending families, yeah. How do you navigate that with the kids? You know whether mm. whether there's new kids coming in or or maybe there isn't. Mm. Um, whether you know how do you deal with that? I mean, and of course it's all age appropriate. Yeah, but I'm curious about sort of the the guidelines and the rules around yeah. that rules. You know, in inverted commas, how to manage it. Mm. I mean, I think. It is so specific, isn't it, to the children and their developmental age, not their actual age. Oh, yes. But their developmental age. Yeah. But I reckon the only hard and fast rule I'd say is hold off as long as you can. Yeah. You know, like you don't introduce a new partner to your kids that you've been dating for a couple of weeks. Hi, do you want to call me mum? Yeah. Yeah. Like you just don't because they cannot emotionally – even if they're older, yeah, I don't think it's fair for them to get emotional attachments to someone who might not be around. Yeah. You know? I mean, you can never know 100%. Like, they may have no. to go through that anyway. Yeah, yeah. But you've got a much better chance if you hold off. I mean, just as a rough guide, I would say at least six months. Yeah, wow. You know, to get a, get a feel for someone when you start dating, you're not sure. Like even if you are 
wildly attracted, even if you think they're amazing. Or oh, when you, you're fuck drunk. When you're fuck drunk, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, you're you're not sure. You can't put. You haven't seen them under duress. Yeah. You haven't seen them around your friends. You haven't seen them with their regrowth coming in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole range of situations, not that mm. it's a test, but in which your connection to them hasn't been tested. Yeah. So until you're pretty sure, to me mm. that's the main rule, is like hold up. There's no need. I mean, even for yourself, Yeah. I would say keep it to yourself, like date. Yeah, Have yeah. fun. If you're talking about a situation in which you're middle-aged and you've got kids and you've been in a relationship, keep it for you, mama. Yeah, you know, I like that. you don't have to like have the fun, have the fucking fanny flutters, go on the <laughs> dates, be romance, all that. So it's nothing to do with you being a mum. Yes, which is actually really nice, or a dad. Yes, yeah, that's that that's a lovely point. So even if you want to frame mm. it that way, but for me, it's about as much as possible, slowly, slowly, mm. um, for the kids, make that decision for them. They don't need a rotating cast of co-stars. <laughs> This week, the part of Dad will be played by Dick Smothers. Yeah. And yeah. then from that point, I think it's about chatting to them about who you're introducing them to, what their expectations are. Mm. Like you don't – I wouldn't go the first meeting, um, hi, this is Faye, she's my new girlfriend, she's staying over. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like even for older kids. Yeah, Because I think yeah. we think like teenagers or – even kids in their 20s who are still living at home, we think, mm. oh, it's all going to be fine. I don't think it is. No, they don't want to think about you having sex they anyway. They really do not. And they and certainly don't want to hear it. And they certainly <laughs> don't want to hear it. I think just have a, a short and sweet kind of meeting. Yeah. I think make it clear that you don't have to be their friend. Yes. Right? Yeah. You have to be respectful mm. and you can't be rude and all those sorts of things. But there's not that pressure to kind of go, this is your new mum. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or you've got to love them. Yes. The way that I love them. Their own relationship's got to emerge. Mm. And I imagine, I mean, I haven't been in this situation, you know, <laughs> very much. Yeah. But I imagine sometimes that'll really gel mm. and sometimes it really fucking won't. Yeah, totally. It's um, not all Brady Bunch. It really isn't. And there's there's integrating the adults, there's integrating the other kids. That's right, yeah. You know, if you've got two yeah. sets of kids, you might even have more than yeah. two sets of kids. I think we want the Brady Bunch where everyone gets along and everyone's a big happy family. Well, if you've got Alice as your housekeeper, you, yeah. you're set. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. We don't live like that. No, damn and it. And I think it's a um, unrealistic expectation. The yeah, relationship totally. is yours. Oh, can we underline that and fucking embroider it on a cushion? Because yeah, I think people Gee, have seen nice. this where they like put pressure on their kids, even adult kids, to yeah. kind of go, you've got to love my new partner. No, they don't. No. They can't be rude yeah. or mean, but they can feel however they want Yeah, about your new partner. And that might change, Yeah, you know, over time. But I just think general guidelines, slowly, 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 Lower your expectations. Do not impose. <laughs> don't project onto them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like it. It's your romance. Yes. And actually, as I said, to me, reframe that in a good way. It's yours. Yeah. Like you enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. I could imagine a scenario where you could date for a year. Yeah. And you wouldn't have to integrate kids. Mm. 
you know, it sort of it depends on your lifestyle situation, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice, Nellie Thomas. Ooh, you mean, should do a podcast. Yes, it's the best I got. <laughs> it's the best I got. Less is more. Yeah, yeah. That's my mantra at Can work too. Can I just too. say actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say one other thing though? I think it's perfectly okay and probably a good idea to tell your kids that you're dating. Not yes. to give details. Yes. But I think I've told you about this story before. A friend of mine, her ex started dating and her daughter came home and went, Dad's dating. And she's like, how do you know? <laughs> oh, he's got a new shirt and he's washed his sheets. You know? <laughs> so it's not that they don't know. No, like that's even right. Even a little kid will sense some sort of shift. Yeah. And that way you can allay their fears. Their fears. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember my youngest was like, are we going to move in with someone? I'm like, no. Yeah. We're not moving. Like if we ever did, it would be a long way down the track. You'd be talked to, yeah. you know, like reassure. Faye would have bought the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Faye's looking, but yeah. Um, let Always them know looking. you're dating, but also yeah, let them know the yeah. boundary of kind of, no, I won't be telling you like every time I go on a date who I'm going with, what happened. Yeah, yeah. That's private for mum. Yeah, nice. But yeah, I'm dating. Mm. You know, I think that's fine and probably a good thing, especially if you've got teenage girls. Yeah. Because you can't get shit past them <laughs> at all. Teenage boys, on the other hand, you can do whatever you like. You can set your ass on fire. You reckon? If it's, if it's anywhere near the computer, they, they might yeah. pick up. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't noticed you've got new lipstick on. They didn't know that I went to hospital. Yeah. Oh, are you no, serious? No, no, no. Of course they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did come out to check me on the stairs and then went back inside. Yeah, well, less. <laughs> I mean, there'll be some there'll be some kids who wouldn't pick it up, but no, I think that no. if you get a scent, like you really got to be tuned in. Yeah, basically, yeah. if they get a sense that something's shifting, yeah, and when you start dating, more than one thing shifts. <laughs> they will like pick up on that change in atmosphere. Yeah, of course. So I reckon no, like no secrets, not all information. Yeah. But just let them know you're doing it. You're not going to do anything quickly. You're being yeah. safe. All that stuff. Love it. Yeah. I'm doing a range of cushions. I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what was your other question? Well, my other it's, – it's more – I think we're sort of moving into the meme area oh. here. So this one we have actually posted on the on the Dianelli feed on the Insta. But this really resonated because, look, I'm happily married. Yeah. Um, don't want to brag, but he's 25 awesome. years. No, uh, 21 years we've been married. Oh, that's right. 21 and a half, two years we've been together. 21 today. I know. Yeah. He said to me on the day, oh, our, our uh, marriage can drink now. And I said, we've been drinking for years. We're in Australia, <laughs> mate. Fucking Americans. <laughs> um, but I, I think – and a podcast just a couple of weeks ago, last week, whenever this comes out, um, you talking to Wade and mm. Harley about friendships mm. really resonated. So mm. I really, really love that. And I think that that's a big – the disillusion – disillusion? Oh, you're talking about friend breakups. Yeah, friend breakups. Because we're getting a lot of mail about that as yes. well. Yes, um, About how to navigate it and mm. what to do and, and there's – but this this little um, meme really resonated. Hit me. Everybody talks about cutting people off, but mm. nobody really talks about the grief mm. that comes with having to stand firm on that decision, mm. knowing that it's not what you wanted, but what was necessary for your well being. Right in the feels. That's punched me right in the chest. Oh, same. <laughs> that babe. one. That's true. It's so. 
very, very so true. tough and true. That grief, because I think we, we haven't got a script for it. No, you know, at like all. to some degree, we understand that if someone ends a romantic relationship or they're yeah. broken up with or whatever, we understand they're going to be upset. We've even got a rough idea for how long, yeah, the kinds of things they might do, yeah, how your girlfriends can get, you know, your coven gathers around you, yeah, and you know, blah, blah, letting blah. you know, oh, they might be at this event, yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm. We don't have that with friend fallouts. No, I think everyone just. Me included, like watching other friend fallouts. It's like, I don't know what to do. No, exactly. You know, do I invite them both? Do I let them know? Do I just stay out of it? Do you kind of go, they're both great? Like, and that grief is a a lot. Look, I think in primary school, (laughs) there's a bit of a narrative around it. Oh, if if I said to my my youngest a little while ago, if somebody doesn't make you feel good, they're not your friend. Yes. Yes. Bottom line, and the, and that was a, a nice little thing for him to go. Oh yeah. Tip. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Put put simply, I get that, but you know now we're in our late thirties. Mm. <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know you get to your forties and it's yeah. like I've outgrown you. Yeah. I've looked back at this history of our relationship and have seen the toxicity in it, mm. and I'm not going to put up with this shit anymore. No. So, yeah. Bloody tough. Well, and as you get hopefully healthier yourself, yes, mentally and yes. emotionally, yes. and your self esteem grows. Yeah. If those relationships can't evolve with that growth, it's no different to a romantic partner. Yeah. If that can't evolve and change, you actually do have to cut people off sometimes. Yeah. You know, like I really like to hold on to people you're the same like I'm a like yeah. people gatherer yes totally you know and my oldest We're friend hoarders. I'm a hoarder my <laughs> oldest friend I've known since I was three yeah but I've certainly had to let some friendships go yeah you know where you've kind of gone the best way I can put it is my nervous system can't settle around you yes I'm always in a heightened state I'm waiting for something yeah that, and I would not have even been conscious of that in yeah. my 30s no, look, my husband said to me one friendship that I had to let go of, um, he'd sort of put his foot down and said, hey, listen, that person can't come over to the house anymore mm. and be around the kids because oh, I'm, well, not, I'm not having it. That's a very clear sign. Yeah, and I thought yeah. at the time, and, and I think I responded really quickly, like, oh, the fuck, you, fuck off. Mm. And then I sat in it and thought about it and went, actually, it's mm. a huge relief. Mm. That was the first warning. And then I, I sort of, I thought really, it really just stayed with me and I thought about it and thought about it. And I thought, yeah, the, the way that that particular day had gone, mm. I was, not to make this sound trite or belittling, I felt like the battered wife mm. trying to get through, mm. you know, a social situation where I just had to keep everybody happy. Yeah, and, and you're covering. Get that person yep. out of the house. Yep. Yeah, I mean, absolutely no Bonkers. doubt friendships can be abusive. Yes. Any relationship can be abusive. Yeah. Mother to child can be abusive. Yeah, yeah. Siblings between each other. Yes. Like it's such a taboo subject, but I just think I've got a bit of the RuPaul's on this one. Where oh, he's, I love it. Tell yeah. me more. So he, his dad was really, really homophobic. Yeah. Um, absolutely loathed. Him doing drag, you know, he's a, obviously drag pioneer. This is mm. decades ago. And his view is that his dad did not have the capacity 
to be proud of him because he hated himself so much. Yes. And he had to cut him off. Yeah. Now there's immense grief in that. Totally. But it's also an act of self-care. Absolutely. Because you cannot be constantly, even with a father. Yeah. You cannot constantly be in relation to someone who says, you're gross. Yeah. Or I don't like you. Yeah. Or I'm ashamed of you. Yeah. Or I want to make you smaller. Yeah. And they don't have to say it to know it. No, exactly. I've Yeah, look, I've said to friends in the past, um, even family members, look, you know, I, that are having trouble with a parent or a, or a yeah. sibling or an, an aunt or an uncle, hey, listen, they've, they've probably stopped evolving. Yes. So they're not going to change. They've peaked. Exactly. Yeah. So you either find a way to accept and deal yep. with it or you make a break. Yes. Because you're not going to fix it. You're not going to maintain it. You're yep. not going to change it in any yep. meaningful way. All you're going to do is exhaust yourself. And yet what we hear in the ether, and I've had to do this, mm. like this is raw, you know, but what we hear in the ether is, oh, but that's your sister. Yeah, fuck off. You know, or that's your childhood friend. Yeah. Or that's your grandma or whatever yeah. it is. Yes, I get that. No one walks away from those relationships without trying fucking everything. everything. Yep. But yep. if it's at the point where if you're going to go and visit that person, you're having a panic attack. Yeah. Or you're depressed for three weeks after. Yeah. The body doesn't lie. No. I think that's what I learnt probably. I was so disconnected from my own self, I think, until well into my 30s. Mm. And I read quite a crackerpot book, but I still love it, called <laughs> The Body Doesn't Lie by Alice Miller. Okay. And she talks about this kind of stuff and she gives just a trite example of a kid with an ice cream and the parents... Oh, a lick. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he drops it and the parents laugh at him and he's crying and he's upset <sighs> and they're laughing at him and, and it's a joke. Yeah. And she gives that as an example of him, his body responding to that as rejection. Yeah, right. And responding to that as, but you're not saying, like, why Why are two big people, look at mm. it from his point of view, looking yeah. up, why are two, the two people that keep me safe mocking me? Mm. And, I mean, that's just a little example. Yeah, yeah. But that, kind, that book got me to start going, listen, when your shoulder gets tight. Yes. Or you've got diarrhoea. Yeah. Sexy. You know, like whatever your body will give you. If you've been trained out of... Recognizing mm. your feelings. Yeah. Mine's your body will let you know. Yeah. Hypervigilance. 100%. Yeah. And crowd management, exactly what you were talking yeah. about before. Yeah. Where you even unconsciously kind of. Totally unconsciously. You pick a name in case I pick one that, you know. Gary. Gary. If you're at the party kind of managing Gary mm. and hoping, watching who he talks to. Yeah. And how many drinks he has. Yeah. And whether and or not he's been a pro, be. what's, yeah. you know, is he going to neg me yeah. when we get to 10 o'clock? Is yeah. it da da da? Nah. Sorry, Gary. If you go and do work on yourself, come back. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and that sort of that that whole scenario, you know, we we hear about ghosting as well. Yes. And um, in these instances, ghosting is the only thing you can do to and take also, control away. That is exactly right. Cutting off contacts, not ghosting. Mm. Can I say Thank that you. again yes. and again and again? Ghosting is when you fuck off for no reason <laughs> with no explanation. Yes. 
right? So you and I are really good friends. We message multiple times a week. We mm. talk at least once a week. We, we catch spoon up. twice a week. We spoon twice a week. There's fingering. <laughs> if <laughs> There's not then. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but if I then just suddenly cut off contact and give you no reason. Oh, yeah, devo. And do not tell you. And that's ghosting. Yeah. If I call you or even if I text you or we meet up and I say, look, Faye, these behaviours of yours um, upset me and I don't want to speak to you. That's not ghosting. No, that's right. That's cutting someone off. Yeah, yeah. But yes, people call delineate. it ghosting. Yeah, they do. Because yeah. they're co-opting the language. That's right. Of toxicity. Which makes them the victim and exactly brings sympathy and exactly. blah, blah, blah. Yep, yep, yep. So I think it's a really great question because you don't get to our age. Friendships come in seasons. Yeah. A lot of friends just drop away for no reason. Yeah. And they might come back again and they're, yeah. you know, school mums. Oh, yeah, or totally. Or like it's not – there's no rancour. No. It's just you've moved into different areas of totally. life. Totally, yeah. But also I, I don't think there'd be anyone listening in their 40s who hasn't had to cut off a friend mm. or been cut off. Yeah. Um, or a family member. Yeah. And the bit that we don't talk about that I love in your meme – there's a lot of grief in that. Totally. Even if you made the decision. Yeah, totally. Absolute grief. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah. Well, that the yeah the the one I'm thinking about that Ben sort of put his foot down on. Um, Devastating. Absolute grief. Yeah. Absolute grief. I think it's as bad as a breakup. Totally. Like a romantic. Maybe it's even worse. Yeah. There's no card for it. <laughs> you know. All right. So I've got to do cushions and cards. <laughs> Sing a little, Look at that little, little producer hustle. brain. <laughs> yes. But if, you, if you've had to do that, and I'm assuming that you have, <laughs> if you're listening, I think as long – all you can do, and it's the same with breakups, yep. if you know that you gave it everything, mm. if you know that you acted um, with integrity in a way that you're proud of, the best that you could do, all of that sort of stuff, then yep. you did the right thing. Totally. And it's okay. If you did fuck up, go back and say sorry. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you have to resume the friendship. No, that's right. But I reckon you'll feel better. Yeah. Like if you actually know, if you really did ghost someone. Yeah. Go back and go, you know what, that was shit. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Exactly. Just own it. Move on. Yeah. 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 Have big girl pants feelings. Put your big undies on. I'm a fan. All right. Can (laughs) I give you... A couple of memes. Right at my face. Go on, do it. Go on, I'm going to throw it it at you. So this one, sorry, this is a bit heavy, um, but it relates to a call we've got coming up. So I thought it was important. So this is from the Mind Geek on Instagram, which I recommend following if you're on Instagram. There's a thing called a trauma bond. Now, Mm. the signs of a trauma bond are you tend to minimise the abusive behaviour of the other person, kind of like what we're talking about now. Oh, they just had a couple of drinks. Yeah. They're a bit depressed. Yeah. Uh, they're not, they don't have great social skills, yes. whatever it is. You fear leaving because of what they might do. Oh, fuck yes. That's a huge one. Yes. The relationship is very intense. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean the sex is very intense. No, no, no. The relationship yeah, the is very intense. Yeah, You walk on eggshells to avoid conflict or being punished. Yes. They feel like an addiction. Mm-hmm. And a few crumbs of love, in inverted commas, leave us feeling elated. Yeah. All right, so breadcrumbing, which we've talked about before. So maybe they ignore you Mm. most of the time and then Saturday afternoon, fuck your hot fae. 
I know, but we've got to do the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Like they'll throw enough in. Yeah, yeah, just to keep you Just to keep you dangling. Yeah. You know? Or to remind you of when it was good. Yes, exactly. Remember at the beginning when everything was intense and fun and reciprocal and – Yes. Yeah. I think a really big one that jumps out to me is if you fear leaving them because of what they'll do. Yeah, that's massive. If you sit down with a friend and, and they say, why aren't you leaving? And you go, I'm worried they'll throw a brick through my window. Yeah. Or I'm worried they'll shit can me to everyone. Yeah. Or I'm worried they'll hurt themselves. Yeah. Or I'm worried. Then you're not there. You're actually a prisoner. Yeah, that's right. You're not there out of choice. No, you're a hostage. How does that strike you? Yeah, it's, it's tick, 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 yeah. tick, tick. And and it and it does it plays back to the you know the friendship stuff yeah. as well as the the relationship stuff yeah um I think it's it's easier to identify in the relationship setting yes and it's it's more talked about in the relationship setting yeah but all of those things are, apply do you know it's funny this one's just occurred to me I saw there was two twins on a dating show thank God they weren't doing double dating <laughs> but you know they both went on the same dating show and you could see. The relationship between them, and I know twins are a special category, yeah. but they definitely had some trauma bonding. Like you could yeah. imagine if one of them found a boyfriend, mm. they'd be scared to tell the other. Yeah, wow. You know that's, what I mean? Yeah. That kind of, like that intensity, mm. that level of intensity, that's actually not love. No. That's control. Yes. You know, and you can confuse the two because the intensity yes. is alluring. Yeah. It's like really jealous people. You know, when you hear sometimes oh my God, yeah. people kind of going, oh, but I just, you know, she does that because she just loves me so much. No, she does that because she wants to control you. Exactly. Yeah. Love yeah. doesn't look like that. Nope. No, like I said to my kid, if it doesn't make you feel good, it's not. Yeah. It's not a good friendship. The eggshells is another yes. one. Yes. Yeah, it's that thing of like just, you know, watching out of the corner of your eye just to make sure that. You know, drama's not starting or things are being misconstrued or, yeah. You know, we've either been in it or we've seen it. When you're in that relationship where da-da-da, everything's fine and out of the blue for apparently no reason, like, are we fighting now? (laughs) (laughs) I remember being in a dating situation like that that had gone so well and we'd had such a lovely time and then all of a sudden just switched Wow. It's like, fuck, are we – like, I don't – Wow. I thought it was a joke. Ooh. I love a fight. Yeah, I know you do. I fucking I love a like, fight. But that's – deer in the headlights. Yeah. Like, I'm not a physical fight. No, no, no. Like, I wasn't scared physically. No, no, no. But I was so confused. Yeah, that would be wild. And I feel like that is kind of – it's kind of them letting you know early on – I'm in control. I'm in charge, yeah. mate. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, lovely after. Yeah. You know, so. I wouldn't like that in a relationship, but I, I do fucking love a fight. <laughs> <laughs> you love a Barney. It's funny. I've grown into being able to do that. I was definitely chronic, chronic people pleaser. Once yes. I had kids, I became a lot stronger. Yeah. Um, I have no problem fighting for someone else. Yes. You're very good at that, yeah. actually. And I'll throw a fucking elbow. Like, I really, like, I have no problem with that. Off the top turnbuckle. 
Yeah. I really still have a bit of trouble with myself, but yes. I'm definitely getting a lot better and yes, I will do it. Yeah, you do. I will do it. It just has a lot of consequences, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'll, I'll shake and – Yeah, and the come down afterwards. Yeah, I'll and, have yeah. a physical response to it, but totally. at least I do it now. Yes, you rather do. Rather than just rolling over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And look, I think that comes with age as well and, and just more confidence in yourself. And therapy. 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 And just that re- – I really did think once I became a mum, I thought – like I got full lion mode. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like I, I got to be their protector. Yeah. You know, and so developing that for them, it also occurred to me, why aren't you doing that for yourself? Yeah. You know, and it's not, I don't seek out arguments at all, but if I need to have them. Yes. Um, I'll do it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a funny, stupid one that I thought you'd like. I think this was on Facebook. It had no attribution. I organised a threesome last night. There were a couple of no-shows, but I still had a good time. (laughs) (laughs) You know why I love this? Because I can't tell you. A friend of mine suggested the other day that we should do a new podcast just on my DMs. I thought you say threesome. No. (laughs) Who the fuck was this? And why was I not consulted? Why was I not involved? (laughs) Well, she's suggesting we should have another podcast just based on my DMs. Can I be very clear... That I am not seeking a threesome. <laughs> I can't. She's seeking a threesome. I'm just here to tell you, just, just message. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. I can only assume, I don't know whether all podcasters get this level of threesome attention. I can only assume it's because of my sexual fluidity. But let me be clear, I don't want, I don't even share fucking biscuits. That is true. She will hoard a Monte Carlo. (laughs) But I just love that. Yeah, organised it. No one showed up. Had a great time. It's all good. Hi everyone, how you doing? It's Nelly here, rudely interrupting the podcast to let you know that we have a live show coming up soon. We're doing Dear Nelly Live After Hours, an extravaganza of talent riffing about hmm, after dark activities. It's on Saturday the 9th of September in the salubrious surrounds of the Brunswick Ballroom in Melbourne. It's going to be an evening show. There'll be drinks. There's dinner options available. The first half will be like the usual demented game show style live show with the incomparable Bev Killick, aka Pussy for Prosecco, the fabulous Adam Richard and one of our favourite guests on the podcast, award-winning comedian Geraldine Hickey. In the second half, I'll do a few musical numbers. Yes, Finger Food will return and Bev will also sing live. There'll be a DJ after for dancing as well. So leave the kids at home. I mean, obviously get a babysitter, but come and kick your heels up on your own or with a group. Everyone is welcome. Ticket links in the show notes or go to NellyThomas.com. Can't wait to see you there. You just, you just, you just you just just <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll show Vag for Verve. Now, are you ready for some listener calls? I just saw another one. Yeah. P- Pussy for Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> Balls for beer. I could just keep going. 
<laughs> I'll tickle you for toffee. Oh, you would. Yeah, cock for chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> cock for KFC. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Cock. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Oh, Nally, we've got a song. If you think that's not going to be the promo for this episode, you're out of your mind. All right, are you ready for a listener call? Yes, please, my darling. Now, this one, it is a little bit heavy, but I think it'll resonate. Hey, Nelly, I'm recording this in the car park of the supermarket. So I'm on my way home to get tea ready and I didn't want my kids to hear this one. But um, let's say my name's Leanne. And to all those women out there who are concerned about their bodies in middle age, um, you know, I've got classic mum bod. And uh, let's just say I'm dating a younger man now and I found out at the age of 48 that I'm a squirter. I thought that was just for young people and porn stars. But um it's working out for me and fortunately it's only been on his bed. Anyway, he always has a stack of towels now because um, he's such a good little boy scout. But um, take heart, everyone, because, you know, there's exciting things to find out about yourself. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's the stack of towels. Yeah, <laughs> that's the detail that kills me. It's just like again, it's such a like mum thing. Yeah, like, everyone, calm down. It's all right. There's a stack of towels. <laughs> well, tell me, Faye Younger, what do you know about squirting? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. I yeah, is it uh, is it a pelvic floor issue? <laughs> is it a? I don't know. My understanding is that it is that some women squirt, some don't, and it is a female ejaculation. Right. Basically. So I think the difficulty with this conversation is that I reckon there is potentially shame both sides. Yeah, because yeah, Because if yeah. you're, particularly from porn, like we're in a post-porn era, we're in a porn era, whatever the fuck you want to call it, yeah. people will see squirting. Mm. And I think the danger is that they think if I don't squirt, or if the person I'm with doesn't, they actually haven't had an orgasm. Can right. I be clear that that's not true? <laughs> like yeah. not everyone does. No. And then there's shame the other side because even the word squirting sounds dirty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it sounds like it, we're new to talking about it. Yeah. Culturally. Yeah. I think yeah. It's, it's certainly not something that I heard until I don't know, probably five years ago. Yeah. Right. And that would be from the Savage Love Cast or somewhere like yeah, that. Yeah. That's ahead of its time. Yeah. Not so, the copious amounts of porn that you watch. Yeah. <laughs> Just typing in squirting to Google. Um, but the thing that I really love about it, I love about her call, is just that idea. it doesn't have to be squirting. It could be anything. anything it's yeah. about kind of going, you're not done. That's right. She's 48 and she's not done. You're discovering new things. That's right. About your body. Yeah. About your sexuality. Yep. About your friendships. Yes. Your relationships. Yeah. Like, it's exciting. Yeah, life continues. Life continues. Grab hold of it with both hands and run. Bits of it might get better. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's what I hear from her is yeah, her kind of going, oh, I got this mum bod, yep. didn't think I'd date again, yep. thought that's, you know, I know what sex is. Yeah, now I need a stack of towels. Now I need a <laughs> bloody tarp. And a chamois. <laughs> 
<laughs> you go, girl. You get it. And just the confidence that I can yes. hear in her voice. Yeah. That I bet she didn't have however long ago when she got separated slash divorced. Yeah, correct. 20 years ago. She's built it. Add a girl. Yeah. You Love squirt. It. Yeah. <laughs> See if you can clean the end of the bed while you're there. I don't know. Let's make it work for you. Spray and wipe the end of the bed, then squirt. Oh, my God. Get in a clean team. Paula Duncan could... Oh, okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird you just mentioned Paula Duncan because I just mentioned her on the bonus episode for July. Oh, July. I, I love did. Paula. She's awesome. She's amazing. I'm going to go back to a culture share. We're doing a different running order because I didn't know if we'd have time. Yes, my love. But now I know. I know the answer to this one. <laughs> anyway. Uh, did you ever watch Sex in the City? No. No. I didn't watch it when it was on. I wanted – look, I would have watched it for the real estate. Yes. But there was too much bullshit in the way, so I, no, yeah. I didn't. Not your jam. No. I, no, I just wanted in... to feed them all. Yeah. Have a fucking biscuit, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Play the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it during lockdown. Right. I sort of thought like a couple of years ago I went, oh, I need a show that I know has got multiple seasons. Yeah. Um, I never got into it when it was on. Yeah. And I really enjoyed – like it's shit. We did The you Wire. Know? Yes. Oh, love The Wire. Oh, awesome. Yeah, brilliant show. Yeah. But it's shit, but it's also <laughs> like putting aside the fact that it's completely unrealistic and they're really wealthy and they're all white white women and they're all yeah. thin, you know. Yeah. you got to take it how it is. Of course. On the upside, I think you had four women who weren't 20 years old talking about sex. Yes, that's true. And dating. Yeah. You know, and having different experiences mm. and all of that kind of stuff. So, in that sense, it was quite revolutionary. Yeah, yeah. Really conservative from 2023, sort yes, of looking back yeah, at it. Yeah, um, But for the time. Any gays in it? Only gay men. Oh, how interesting. Oh, actually, that's not true. Samantha had a mm. dalliance. I wish she'd put it out with anyone and I haven't even watched the show. <laughs> she had a dalliance And I know she'd fuck woman. a hole in the ground if it smiled yeah. at it. And that's kind of how it was portrayed. Oh, yeah, okay. That's you know, disappointing. Like, whereas the modernised version, so they've started doing it again and it's oh, called God, again? And Just Like That, oh, fuck, okay. which is a terrible title. <laughs> and it's funny, the first season they really tried to modernise it. So they've got injected literally like two or three black characters. <laughs> There's a non-binary There's no black character. people in New York. Yeah, Where do they get them from? Where? Where? How? They must be servants. Keep going. So they've <laughs> tried to kind of update it mm-hmm. and some of that works and some of it really doesn't. <laughs> What's interesting though is for people who can tolerate the frippery, <laughs> the interesting storylines, I think Carrie is now a widow. A widow. A, a widower. Which what one's are, Carrie. Carrie's the main character. Sarah Jessica Parker. So that's Sarah Jessica Parker. (laughs) (laughs) So she's the central character, really. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And her husband dies in the first episode. Okay. So you're watching, and again, that's the experience of a lot of our listeners. Mm. You know, that they'll end up on their own, actually, out of a loss. Yes. Um, There's also Miranda who got divorced. Uh, Miranda's the redhead. Yep. She comes out as queer. She starts dating a non-binary character. Okay. I'll come back to that. Chriselle and G-Flip. Yeah. I, I'm with it. <laughs> so I, oh, I've, got to, I've got to relate it back to a real estate show. Yeah, because you've got teenagers. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> no the real estate, real estate show. show. Yes, oh they were, God, of course. Can't get enough. Charlotte, who is the sort of prim and proper one with the long, dark hair, 
She uh, would know if her hit her with my car. You'd know if you saw a picture of her. Probably. She's the one who's still happily married and still a hornbag with her husband. And okay. she's the sort of, you know. Oh, so I'm a Charlotte. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, you're so far from a Charlotte. That's amazing. Um, but I wanted to circle back to so Miranda it starts in a relationship with a person assigned female at birth. Yep. Who identifies as non-binary, who's called Shay, played by uh, Sarah Ramirez, I think her name is, okay. or their name is, I should yep. say. And what's really interesting, I mean, it's great because this actually mirrors the experience, I think, of the actress. So she came right. out of a um, relationship with a guy. She ended up, as far as I can remember, I think she married the kid's kinder teacher, a woman. Oh, there you go. Somebody who knows their way around glue and glitter. <laughs> <laughs> How fun at Mardi Gras. Excellent. But We've really got a stack interesting. Of too. Yeah. <laughs> not that it should matter at all, but her mm. wife is not that like the hot Hollywood lesbian we see either. Okay, good. Yeah. Looks like a normal person. Yeah, normal Lezo. Normal Lezo. <laughs> Old school Lezo. Birkenstocks. The, totally, the whole thing. Got Overalls, it. the whole vibe. I'm in it. Go yeah, for it. love it. <laughs> so they, I assume they're still together. But anyway, so Miranda's characters become, or now identifies as queer. What's interesting though is Shay is every stereotype <laughs> of a non-binary slash bisexual slash pansexual <laughs> okay. person. Yeah, that's sad. And there's been a lot of criticism. About, like the most recent episode I watched, um, Shay's ex-husband just starts a threesome with them and Miranda <laughs> and Miranda hasn't been asked and they're kind of like, you cool with this? And she's like, yeah, and then nah. And I mean, it's an interesting kind of issue of consent, both in the sense that she was not asked prior but also that she does leave. Oh, wow. But just the idea. So this is written by straight men I with fantasies. Got no fucking idea and Shay's really self-involved you know, just, oh, like okay, just that's disappointing too. Really disappointing. Okay. On the one hand, I must confess, hot as fuck. <laughs> like some seriously good eye candy and not yeah. the kind of eye candy that we're used to. Right. And really cheeky and sexy and like got that whole alpha vibe, like delicious. Do you know what? The closest male equivalent that I could think of, which is funny because they don't look anything alike, but the vibe is like a Matthew McConaughey. Oh, okay, yeah. No, you know that the kind of... He, he's unwashed. <laughs> he just comes off as unwashed to me. But there's something about, I don't know, there's a chant, there's a confidence. Yeah. There's a something about them. You know those people that you meet, they walk into a room and everyone looks. They're not yeah. even conscious of it. Yes. That's the kind of vibe that I reckon Sarah Ramirez would have. Okay. And that Shay has. Yeah. But then the writing... Yeah, doesn't live doesn't up to do it. that because yeah. I cannot imagine a character that confident and experienced just springing a threesome on their girlfriend with their ex husband. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make sense. No, it's just like a stereotype of pansexuality or fluidity or yeah. you know, like so that's I can have disappointing. It both ways. Like it's really nice that they're there. Yeah, like it's nice that they're represented. A little tokenistically? I think so, or a bit very clunky. See, this is why I watch sports documentaries. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no tokenism in sport. No, no. <laughs> I've just oh, I've just finished watching the um, Tour de France uh, doco. I cannot tell you. I think I watched it over two nights. I was absolutely riveted. 
Yeah. And there is no way my kids are getting a road bike because they're insane going down hills at 80 k's an hour. Absolutely insane. Smashing in off mountains. Yeah. Into bollards. Yeah. Split from here to here. Oh. Yeah. oh. It's amazing that we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that sounds like a torture scene to I, me. I, you, I guarantee, if you give it five minutes, you'll be hooked. Absolutely not. Under <laughs> no circumstances. The Formula One, Doco, have you seen ne- that? Yeah, no, I tried it. <gasps> tried it. Bored. Tried it? No. I've Bored. watched all four seasons no. twice. Oh Cannot get enough. <laughs> Again, see, Blythe. you can have love without the same interests. Fuck knows what you and I talk about, but it sure as shit isn't watching isn't sports. Sport on TV. <laughs> what are the Kardashians doing? I don't know. Somebody just plummeted off a cliff. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, what are the. Don't get me started. Um, and now, of course, we will end. And I think I would love your perspective on this. It can be deep, it can be trivial, it can be whatever you want. On what is the biggest mistake you see? Like in dating. Marriage could be yours, could be someone else's, could be general. Mm. Like what's the huge mistake? Huge mistake in a relationship. It's probably projecting. Oh, yes. Okay. So that's a technical term but we use it sort of generically. Yeah. What do you mean by it? I I think if you're in a situation where you want it to be really good, yeah. you – don't want to start again Mm. you know all of that Mm. so you make excuses yes and then project what you would do in that situation yes on the situation oh and again going full circle as you can do in friendships yeah family relationships parenting yep a whole range of you're projecting a version yes of that person onto them rather than seeing them as they are yeah I think that's why, even though it's overquoted, I think that's why that um, Maya, is that Maya Angelou quote? That when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Yeah. That's yes. why it's so popular. Yeah. yeah. Because you can look back and kind of go, fuck, they were telling me from the start. Yes. Yes. Like in some cases, literally. Literally. Yeah. And oh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I'll ignore that because I don't want that to be true. I don't want that to be true. Mm. It's funny actually. So I've just recorded, by the time this goes out, it will be well out. The um, July bonus episode, and it is my guide to online dating. Oh, nice. So I've gone through, like, how to set up a profile. I've read some profiles. Um, I've gone through how to set up a profile, how to start the chat, how to start the dating. Mm. And one of the things I talked about was the one of the biggest things to avoid is that projection. Mm. And this is the reason that when Steve Allen was on and a couple of other guests have said, don't over-message. Yeah, because right. You can project. Oh my god! If you've got good bands, yeah. Can you imagine if you and I met on an app? Oh my god, we'd be married by now. Oh my god, we'd have cavoodles. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have a cavoodle. You I'd have an Italian greyhound. Oh my god! Like See, me. we'd break up from the start. <laughs> but can you imagine the banter? Oh, it would be wild. You know, the yeah. two people who click yep. on that level can have. Yeah. Two comedians, two funny people, two yeah. whatever doesn't really matter Mm. you can have the banter that doesn't mean there'll be any attraction yeah any compatibility yeah any any sustainability yeah in terms of a relationship but you can message back and forth and i swear to god you can convince yourself oh totally this is the one 
You can create a narrative that suits your purpose. Yeah. From any yeah any group of text letters. Yeah. Emails. Yeah, and that's because it's all open to interpretation. Exactly, still possible to do in person, but harder. Yes, much. And I think the danger, and I pointed this out when you start dating. You go into the date, if you've had that and you've got the fanny flutters and you're excited, <laughs> you go into that date. If then they exhibit behaviour that is contrary yeah. to that projection, believe it. Yes. Yes. Clock it. Clock it. Clock off. But I've built Start an image again. in my mind that yeah. you are like the one and you are magical and humorous and da, 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 And they then start putting you down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're just being funny. Yeah, no, they're being a cunt. Yeah, no, they're putting you down. Yeah. Yeah, whether it's funny or not. Yeah, ciao. If it, yeah, if it yeah. makes you feel bad, end yes. it. Yeah, like a little rib is a very different thing. Totally. To someone nagging you. Yes. You know, but someone who's good at banter, Yeah. I reckon that's always the risk. You know this with comedians. Totally. You go, you've gone too far, mate. Yeah. <laughs> like pull it back. Yeah. And maybe then if they don't. Maybe if they do, okay. Maybe they were nervous. Yeah. If they don't, oh no, that's get a the big fuck red out flag. Yeah. Your projection will not override the reality. No, that's right. So why did you choose projection? Oh, I just you just of, see it so no, much. No, I was just looking at a very broad. I was trying to think of some bad relationships that I observe yeah. on a daily. Yeah. And and what what is the common denominator in them? Mm. And I think that's the most evident one. Yes. You know, there's a lot of, oh, stay together for the kids. Yeah. Oh, stop doing that. You're you're showing your kids what a shit relationship yeah. looks like and you're presenting it as normal. Yeah. Um, but I think that the common denominator in in a variety of bad relationships that I mm. witness, mm. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's the cover-up and the projection and the... You know what? Yeah. You're so right. And now in this context of this podcast... One of the very specific but real risks of starting again is that you can go, okay, I fucked up the first one, you're the one. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so yeah. even when things stop working, you yeah. go, oh, I can't fail again. Girls, boys, you're out there buying shoes. You don't buy the first <laughs> pair. They pinch your fucking toes. You know, if you even unconsciously, again, yeah. if you're not in therapy or you're not doing that deep work, if you're like, I need a safe space to land. Totally. Oh, you've asked me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do I even like you? Yeah. <laughs> Do you even like me? Or yeah. have I conjured up a feeling? Yes, definitely. And projected it onto you. Yeah. And think, like, you're going to save me. Yeah, this will do. This will do. You'll do. Yeah. Or when they start showing um, that they won't do, yeah. that you work even harder, harder. Yeah, yeah. to kind of go, oh, no, but I don't want people to think I've fucked up another relationship. Yeah. I don't want to think myself yeah. that I'm unlovable. The most, All the things. The, I think the simplest way to look at that situation, if you're really honest with yourself, is to, if you've got kids, to think about, you're looking at your kids' relationship. Yes. What would you say to your kids? Yes. If you haven't got kids, what would you say to your best friend? Exactly. If you're watching your friend do this, what would you say? Yeah. And if your gut reaction is, mm. get out. Yeah, then you do. You have to listen to that yourself. Yeah. We're so much more generous with others than we oh, are ourselves. Absolutely. Of course. That's going on a cushion too. That. <laughs> 
That's going on a whole range of merch. <laughs> and I think if you don't quite understand the concept of projection, I mean, you can research it. Yep. But the way that I think about it is like if you are, if you journal, you know, mm. if you write things down or whatever, maybe even just start doing that. Sit down and think, what is it that like if ideal world, Faye gives me a fairy, magic fairy wand and says you can have whatever you want in whoever you want, what would that look like? Nicholas Holt. For you, yeah, Sandra Bernhard for me, <laughs> right? <there. laughs> combination. I'd need a combination. Sports doco, yeah. <laughs> Sex and the City. Right, I keep going. I saw her once sing "American Pie" wrapped in the American flag nude. I've yeah, never yeah, recovered. Yeah, <laughs> I've never recovered. I just adore her. But I can write that down. So if you go, I'm really looking for someone who pays me attention. Um, is loving, is solid, is what, whatever, right? Yeah, is You're their own person. Down. Is their own yeah. person. Yeah. And then when you are actually dating, think, Check it. have I <laughs> made them into this? Yeah. What I need or yeah. are they that? Yes. Yeah, that's a nice idea. Where's the evidence? Because when you're projecting, yeah. it's all coming from you. That's right. And you're picking up any evidence to prove it. Yeah, I will find things to fit my narrative. I'll find someone safe. You must be safe. Yeah. Oh, I don't feel safe. Yeah. But you must be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find someone loyal, but you're constantly flirting with everyone else. Yeah. But that's all right. Yeah. They come that's home right. with me. Yeah, it's fine. Maybe, kind of, yeah. I, I assume. Yeah, they're hot. Of course everyone wants them. Yeah. You know, and you might be fine with your partner flirting. I'm mm. just saying whatever your deal breakers are. Yeah, yeah. But also, what's your projection? Because mm. if you know what your ideal is, you tend to – same with your kids. Yeah. What would be my ideal path for my kids? Yes. Oh, fuck, am I projecting my vision yeah. of their life onto them mm. and therefore accidentally shaming them yeah. or even deliberately yeah. out of their path? Yes. That's a good one. Mm. Projection. Now, before we finish up, because you're in the unique position of having been involved with many of my projects mm. and having been involved in Dear Nelly from the start and you are the fucking engine room of the whole <laughs> thing, I would like to ask you how you think it's going. Oh, it's not bad for a couple of old fat women. <laughs> <laughs> See, that kind of nagging's okay. <laughs> You know what? It is an absolute fucking joy and a privilege to be a part of it Aww. because the community around it is yes. amazing. Yes. Like extraordinary yes. and and covers a, a depth and a breadth that I really thought I knew. Yeah. But I so wasn't prepared for. You're so right. It is, it's the community because for people who don't know – you do the social media, you yep. take the emails, you do it like I just cannot keep up with no. everything. So you do all that for me. So you've got a really unique view of the community. Totally. And of course you're at the live shows. Of course. <laughs> One of the interesting things, so someone was it, long story short, but they basically said to me, they're at the live show and they're like, I think you've either got to go down this sort of, you know, Ruben K kind of edgy queer path. Or this like divorce mum's path, like you can't have both. I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yep. There is no point to me doing this if everyone's not brought in. Correct. And the assumptions about that, you know, suburban mum audience. Oh, 
in that. You don't fucking know what they're getting up to. I do because they email us. <laughs> they do in graphic detail. <laughs> in graphic Keep them coming, detail. ladies. But that's why I love the community. Everyone is welcome. Totally. And welcoming. Yes. And, and I, you can take something. There too. Of course there's gay men, there's queer kids, there's – Yeah. It, it's really such a privilege to be a part of it. Yeah. And to, um, you know, overwhelmingly the the mail and the the messages that we get are just thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, bless. And that that's all you, babe. No, it's not. No, it's well, not. The, it's well, the team the, and it's the community and – I think it is it, – it's filling a need. Totally. You know, like it's hit it. Yeah. Spot, and part of that need is everyone coming together. Yeah. There hasn't been a guest I've had on that I haven't taken something from even yeah. if I am completely different to them. Yeah, she's going to watch the, the, the you know, cycling <laughs> doco. <laughs> You're the only guest that I've taken nothing, nothing from. from. Yeah, no, fair. I've fair, just fair, fair. Say, nothing to nothing. share. Nothing. Nothing in common. Shallow husk. But, you know, when that, that <laughs> idea, that traditional media idea <laughs> – well, if you're going to have Wes on, you know, yeah. a long-term single gay man, it's a podcast for other gay men. No, it's not. No. That episode resonated with, with so many everybody. Yeah. yeah. You know, or it doesn't, regardless of the sexuality, the yeah. relationship status, whatever it is, like we've all got experience by this age Yeah, with some kind of dating relationship sex. I take something away from everyone. Yeah, totally. And the yeah. community – the Beautiful. The community. The is community. Gorge. Well, gorge. I thank you so much for being a huge part of that and for also being here today and sharing your wisdom. Oh, it's all right, my darling. No, it's a pleasure. Love you. Love you. Bye. Love, love you right in the face. <laughs> See you, Miles. Get your towels. <laughs> Dear Nelly, I could use some advice. Dear Nelly. Yes, yeah, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view, dear Nelly. There's a lot to explore, dear Nelly. When you're 40 or more, dear Nelly. So I'm hoping we can talk it through. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Dear Nelly. Now, don't be shy. I would love to hear your questions and comments. To send me a recording or an email, go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. It's super easy and you might hear me talk about your question in a future episode. Huge thanks to producer Sam Peterson from the Producer Boy Creative Production team and to producer Faye Younger, who in addition to being an excellent human, is also a brilliant real estate buyer's advocate and can be found at youngerhill.com. Thanks to ACAST and all the team. And lastly, to you. Without the listeners, I'm just a middle-aged mole talking shit to no one. Please rate, review and consider subscribing for five bucks a month for a bonus episode and to help me keep the lights on. And tell your bloody mates, would you? I'd really appreciate it. Love yous.